We here at the Canadian Pyrocast love everyone and everything on Earth. But we also believe that everyone and everything should be mocked, lampooned, satired, parodied, and poked on at, because that's a quality. This program is not for children or the easily offended. We trust your judgment. Our backs are sore from sailing all day. Do you even want to know what song is going through my head right there for whatever reason? Yeah. Hello, my baby. Hello, oh. my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. Send me a kiss by wire. <laughs> yes, baby, my heart's on fire. I don't know why. I think that WB Frog is just my... Maybe it's my secret spirit animal. Classic. Welcome to the Canadian Pirate Cast. I'm your host, Captain Beckham Kid. And I am a zombie. Quartermaster Gummy Bear. Back from the dead. And I just said that this just this one time just for you. Because it's a very special episode. This is a very special episode. This is our, our anniversary episode. We've been doing this for a year. No, we should like, oh, we should insert a kazoo sound. <laughs> Either way, something grand. But yeah, we're, uh, even though we're very, we're very low blood sugar, we're very excited. Uh, I've been awake for 19 hours. <laughs> I've been awake for, I don't know how long. Less hours than that. Wait, more hours than that? I've got more sleep than you, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't know how math works out right now. I guess this is this is CPC at dark. Oh yeah, because it's like 1048. 10 so, so we gotta go through this stuff, because we have a lot today. I have a lot today. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's an anniversary special. So first we've got a cold open of, so, oh, here's a straight up thing as a clarification for everybody. So finished school, took a break because I feel like I needed that. Got sick immediately after. So I've been kaput for like two weeks. So I've just been binging American news because I've established it's my junk food. Why would you do that to yourself? It's so funny though. It's so entertaining. But that's not going to be the focus of the episode. That's just a bit of the stuff. That's just what I've been paying attention to when I've been sick. But I guess that's also because I'm thinking, imagine if it would happen in Canada or something. Like, I guess I'm just thinking. <laughs> this is just like an average Tuesday. So, sorry. Um, after that, we have discount education with some interesting things I learned through my education of uh, the developing humans. Uh quick interview celebrate anniversary interview because our first episode was an interview with your celebrity guests Captain Kid and Quartermaster Gummy Bear long awaited <laughs> so I hate every, I hate every, oh I'm so sorry it's okay sorry continue I I hate every single answer that I gave in that in that uh, interview well, like even down to like, what's your favorite food? I disagree. I disagree with myself already, and I don't have an alternate answer. It's like that was the wrong choice, so that's not even true. Mm-mm. It's and maybe it's in the top five, but I mean, it's just I don't know. 
Well, do you understand that? Do you know the poem about that guy with the path, the path less traveled? <laughs> this is a funny misunderstanding about that because this is this this per- you're interpreting that perfectly. So the interpret people think that I don't even I think it was Robert Frost maybe, but it's the whole thing about the poem about the path less taken or whatever. And people interpret it as oh you should take the off beaten path because it'll be more beautiful. But the actual thing of the poem, and I think he said this in other clarifications, because he had a friend who always would take one path and then regret it, and he always thought that there was something maybe better down the other path. Mm-hmm. So the whole point of the poem is that no matter what you do, you're going to regret oh, yeah. thing. Okay, fair enough, yeah. Uh, but even so, it's like, we. I think that, that's why I, I tried to, because whenever we listen to them, I think I clarified with some things. I was like, yeah, so I know you can't quantify your favorite movie, but like, what are yeah. you your favorite? You know what I mean? Like, I felt like... You that's just knew that was going to be hard for me, but that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're a massive, you're a major movie buff. Uh, but then we'll end it on something light with Captain's Kitchen. Ooh, this is a funny thing, though, because this is a light food that I made while I was sick because it's good sick food. Uh, however, I poisoned gummy bear with it, so that's oh, yeah. kind of a funny thing. So I'll have to live with that. I can't believe all the paperwork I'm going to have to do. I almost didn't make it, everybody. Yeah, seriously, we propped you up with, like, hardcore pharmaceutical caffeine. (laughs) (laughs) Over-the-counter caffeine. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds really bad. Well, it's coffee in the main aisle, which is over, it's it's past the coffee, it's past the counter, so it is (laughs) over-the-counter. It's barely, it's barely keeping me together right now, though. No, but that's, that's all my enigmatic energy is fueling you right now. Yeah. All right, so, okay, this is funny, because this, so we'll start with My American News Junk Food. This has happened in the span of three weeks, and this is, I, I again, I'm just thinking about, like, and so I'll get into it, because I watched a couple things. Questions? Uh, sorry, so isn't this kind of a Beyond the Coast, then? A kind, little bit? Kind of is, but I'd say Beyond the Coast is like to focus for like what's happening inside of outside of BC, but inside of Canada. Even beyond the... <laughs> yeah, the cold open is literally just like things that I think are funny bringing up is because like these are and the things I kind of want to because I know you don't pay attention to this stuff. So it's more also just your reaction to it. But this is interesting because a lot of interesting things have happened about this stuff to the point where... So I'm trying to think. People have been doxxed. Legislations has been passed based on things. Empires have gotten and have face planted. This is all in the span of three weeks in American news. Isn't that interesting a bit, Gummy Bear? Yeah. So the thing is I'm only being mildly melodramatic. That's the funny thing about this. <laughs> so we'll start with CNN Plus. Because I had mentioned this last time. So to clarify... Spent $200 million in marketing. And that's not including what they actually spent on everybody's salaries and producing and all that kind of shit. So, for starters, $200 million in just advertising CNN Plus for this app. Who oh got 18,000 subs on the first day. Oof. Less than Quibi, as we have established in the last episode. By Gummy Bear. After a month of service, already being shut down. By their parent company, Discovery. Really? Yes. So here's the funny thing about this, wow, and I will. That was fast. That was fast. I'm more than happy to cite the news source that did the breakdown of this too. But they basically, the cliff notes is that they hid the num. They kind of hid information from the parent company, Discovery, because they were already absorbed by them. And it was kind of a weird thing where 
they had had an agreement between the former head of CNN and the head of Discovery because they were friends, but things weren't completely written down and because they was like, oh, they're ha- they things are going to go through. But then head of CNN had to step down for the scandal, which the mistress scandal, which also touched on in the last episode. So, you know what I mean? So just a bunch of shit has happened in the last thing. So they have a new owner. People don't know whose jobs are things. So it's all kind of chaos right now for this major news empire. And I'm saying with CNN because... Like they're international news. They're on in every in every airport, in every grandparents' den, in every dentist office nationwide. When Costco needs to show something on a TV to advertise how the quality of that TV, what do they play? CNN. <laughs> <laughs> because they sure shouldn't work getting those numbers on YouTube before they got pushed by the algorithm. Just saying. That aside, uh. They hit the yeah. So I, so I mentioned yeah. They hit the cost and details. Um, the plug is already pulled with all that shit. Uh, but I guess what I kind of want to get into this too is that this is good. So clarification for how shit show this app was too. So you couldn't watch regular CNN on this app. Only the special shows like the Anderson Cooper Parenting Show and Book Hour with shit or some some guy that nobody remembers. And. For just having so few subs, that kind of shows that if people have the option to choose, or like, I'll pay for a service, what, like, what would they go for, right? And that's something to be, like, also said for, like, yeah, maybe it's a lot of, not a lot of people want to pay for that. But that does kind of show that when they're not pushed by an algorithm and there's nothing supporting them, just being, like, the mainstream go-to thing to put on a thing, their viewership isn't as big as, you know, you'd see it as, like, in, when a CNN video has, like, 40,000 views. You know what I mean? Because I also want to go into their worst talents. If you, now, do you have any opinions on what I just said about this fallen empire? <laughs> and, or sorry, not face planted. If not fallen, just face. I was em- going to say they, face planted. Was, that's what I was just going to say. Face planted. It, the face planted empire. Sorry, I didn't mean to say fallen. It was face planted. Yeah. No, I said I said face planted in, the, in, in my for, in my synopsis. Because the CNN Plus thing was like this is a face plant. It truly was. You yeah, know, epic fail. Well, they stepped on a rake, basically. Yeah. That they place on themselves. <laughs> and then they put another one there and stepped into that one too. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to say fallen. I actually fucked that up. I meant to say face plant. Like, that was me. That was my verbal fuckage happening in my brain. Uh, final other thing. So, for their. This is me swinging it. This is low hanging fruit from their lowest talent. But Brian Stelter is a moron. I will also cite this. <laughs> But he, I don't know who that is. He is, he's is like the, he's, he's this kind of low tier CNN anchor. That's this. Oh, did we talk about this last time? We did. We because of how much again, just what a kind of moron he is. I'll pull up a picture of him. But this is two things. He's he's gotten kind of owned in a couple times in two weeks, which is again just worth bringing. Again, he just this is who's like the oh, this is who who we have like giving like important news. So that he's at a dis- disinformation conference. Oh, because this is actually an important thing in America, too. So, as a quick thing for American politics. So, there was a whole, in the last election, there was this whole scandal thing with Hunter Biden or Hunter Biden and his laptop. And, like, I don't know the details of that, but it was just a bunch of scandal about, you know, corruption, political corruption money, blah, blah, blah. Just your typical bullshit like that. Just your same. In Canada, the We Charity scandal would be like a. Similar, you know, it's like the, oh, sketchy money being moved around by politicians. Every time you say that, I just hear weed charity. We charity. Yeah. W-E. I know, is it just, and I know that, but we? I just... It, do people call it the we, or is it W-E, W-E charity? I don't know. I have no idea. I heard... I thought it was we. we. It's just like, it's, I keep hearing weed, and it's making me laugh. Hmm. 
Not fair. <laughs> Sorry. No, because um, well, because uh, I got to bring up eventually for Canada, I'll bring up Pierre Polyev. I'm probably butchering his name because I think he was saying we. But anyway, so I'm, I'm literally brain dead right now. That's okay. <laughs> that makes for more honest reactions. Okay, so it's going to take 10 hours to load up a picture of Brian Stelter because he's so chubby. There we go. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't fetch him. That's mean. <laughs> that's, that's mean. He just looks like, he looks like Humpty Dumpty, though. Sorry, what I meant to say is he looks like Humpty Dumpty. Yo, mama's so fat. The internet took three years to load a picture. <laughs> that's fucking great. I love that. Joke. It's terrible. I love it. I've never heard that one before. I just made that up. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Oh, God damn it. Okay, sorry. So, point is, though, there was a scandal, political scandal of corruption money happening with the president's grandson, or no, sorry, son. And when people were surveyed about it, a large amount of people said they would have changed their vote if they'd kind of known about it. And the problem was at the time, all the liberal media news networks weren't reporting on it. And it was just Fox News. So, you know, there's like that thing or that kind of political bias of it. And because the American election was so close, you could argue that that mildly influenced like the outcome of the election. I'm not saying I'm like for either or them because I don't, I don't have a stake in it because that's down south. But so I'm just saying it's like a significant thing in America comparative, I think, I think realistically. So that's why that story is important. So Brian Seltzer is at a disinformation conference. And then when he's asked by a student about like, hey, so you kind of accuse other news networks of disinformation, but then you've buried like these news stories have now come out and been like proven true. So what do you have to say about that from like your news network standpoint? And Brian Seltzer just says like, I think we watch a very different CNN. Okay. And, you know what I mean? And so he just... Okay, then there's... I wonder two... if he even actually watches CNN, like... Well, I think, I, think they're, <laughs> I think they're in a bubble, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody... Like, they all, they're all just yes-manning each other. Yeah. But this... And again, this is low-hanging fruit off CNN, but this is, he's just such a moron, and he's, he's, on t- he's on national TV regularly as Humpty Dumpty <laughs> spouting bullshit. And he's a fucking moron. They had a Yale researcher on that did an experiment where they paid people to uh, with certain political biases to watch other news. So they paid people that regularly will consume Fox News to watch CNN and MSNBC, the liberal news networks. And they what they noticed is obviously uh, both they became more informed about general issues because both networks yeah, have yeah, the biases, exactly. like obviously kind of thing, getting them more information. And when they stopped being paid, they obviously stopped watching it because their motivation was gone, which is fair, whatever, right? Uh, but when brought and when they brought when he brought this up, Brian Stelter is just like, hmm, a little bit of both sides of them, isn't it? And the uh, research is like, no, I'm just subjectively saying both sides bury story. It's not really that. It's not. It's not good on either side. You're both. You're both fucking doing it. He was more professional about that. Sorry. Uh, alternate reality story. They brought these people in for the test to have them swap what they're watching political views, and everybody fucking burst into flames. <laughs> you never know. Don't even try one. Don't leave. Don't leave your confirmation bias bubble once. You might die. Sound advice. 
Uh, final thing. Okay, this is actually, this one's fucking hilarious. Because, again, this is like, you could tell he, I think, and this isn't my point, but this is like, someone said you could just feel like he worked on this analogy. So, so you know how Elon Musk bought Twitter? Oh, God. Everyone's, on both sides, everyone's freaking out about that. And that's funny because he's, like, done sketchy shit, too, where he's kind of shut down, he's kind of shut down shit talking about him. So he spouts free sheep, but he has a record of, you know, not fully doing that. And that's the whole thing to get into that I don't want to get into. But my point, though... Who cares about Twitter? Here's here's my point, though, is that Brian Stelter is just like, like, you want to go to a... Like, you know, you're going to go to a party, but like you want to know the rules first, right? You don't want to go to a party with no rules. What? <laughs> And it's like, yes, it's like, you know, people hate room parties with no rules. Every time <laughs> I've ever been to or had a party, I I hand everyone a list of the rules at the beginning. Don't, doesn't everybody do that? Well, you do, CNN does at their parties. When you go, when you walk in, you first get a rule, like... Don't make eye contact with Brian Seltzer. No, make it, no, nobody say hi to Brian Seltzer. <laughs> That's he's the, too elite for you. That's the that's the only rule. No, he's not. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's the butt end of the joke. He's like nobody. That, even in the office, they don't like him. Like he's the outcast. He's like nobody talks about no who it is. So, I get, I'm trying to pull up a picture. Sorry, of him. There's, Brian. There's no internet. I'll, I'll pull up a picture of him at some point when the internet works, but it's not coming up here. Sure, just type in Brian Stelter. Like he looks like Humpty Dumpty. And I'm just oh. saying he's a moron, and he's on national TV, and this is so that's why this is funny. And this is just in three weeks. I said Seltzer for his name. Stelter. Stelter. It does sound like Seltzer, though. (laughs) Uh, Final thing, though, for... And this is, like, a whole other thing that's kind of ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, my God, your face. Doesn't it look like Humpty Dumpty, though? I don't know about Humpty Dumpty. I just like. I'll send you. I'm gonna link the videos that are fucking hilarious. I'm scared. I'm afraid. Oh my god. Oh, that picture is horrifying. Oh my god. We (laughs) need. Oh, we need to. We need to share that picture. That picture. He looks like Pennywise in a makeup (laughs) on. Oh my god, that's savage. Okay, we gotta. Okay, we gotta link that picture for that too. That's terrifying. He he looks like a killer clown. It's like hot shift. Okay. Anyway. It's the first time I've ever seen this man. It's so yes. scary. And well, again, because you're not a consumer of this mainstream news, right? But this is like, I just think it's funny, though, right? Yeah. It is just like, and again, he's. <laughs> I uh, I sorry. Anyway. Anyway, the last thing I wanted to say for this is actually ridiculous too. So there's a. A writer called Taylor Lorenz, who writes for the Washington Post. She is a journalist. I'm air quoting. So she's made a career on attacking people on the right and being like, blah, 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 cancel this person, here's why. And there's a history, I will also cite this history, the video that explains this history of her thing, right? So in return, she has gotten attacked online and people have sent like nasty things to her and like they've talked about her and sent her threats, which is not cool. Nobody should be sending threats to anybody. But then you could argue that she has also made a career on kind of putting fuel on the fire for this happening to other people, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, again, this is in the span of three weeks. So three weeks ago, she went on MSNBC crying about online harassment. And this was actually, this kind of hit Literally me. Literally crying? 
like actually crying. I'll send you the picture of her crying face because okay. it's it's being it's being well, used. That sucks though. And all the thumbnails. Well, okay, here, here's why. You know, you you won't you won't feel that way for a while in a second here. And I guess so. Comparatively, <laughs> so sorry. This hit my heartstrings too because the news guy that broke this down for me is like talking about journalists that are in third world countries that are or sorry in other countries that are being imprisoned or being attacked and killed and shit like that right like journalists in our country have way more protection than they ever in other ones outside of the countries right can we agree on that yeah and instead of focusing on that they're kind of doing a news thing on online harassment which is a serious thing like i don't you don't want to undermine that but then there's also kind of the thing about she's kind of made a career on making these kind of enemies and you know what i mean and that kind of a thing. So she kind of just reaping the shit she sows. So she's crying. And again, this is sketchy shit too. Because like people were posting pictures of her family. It's like scary shit. And that was the thing that the Young Turks were calling terrorism. Oh. So that's what I'm saying. So they were calling it terror. So that's what I mean. If you if you say Fox, they yeah, say she's maybe a cry don't berry. say terrorism when there's like like literally. It's just it's some bullying, bullying. Some sketchy. They're like it's what mafia people do. It's terrorism. And I was like. This is, that's the Young Turks though. That was the Annex and Chink or whatever. I'm sorry, was that is. recently? While the I will Russian send... while the Russian Ukraine thing is going on? I will and... send you that video. Are you fucking kidding me? I'll send you that video. Get out of your own heads, dude. So that's so that's my point. And then if you again if you talk on the right, they're just seeing she's being a crybaby, which is also true. Because from her former job, so she used to write for the New York Times, and her former job told her that she has to grow up and stop acting like a child. And then she shit talked them on the way out. So there's like also a pattern of behavior here, but so have you also heard of now? Here's why this is a thing now. Have you heard of libs of TikTok? Oh, like so vaguely for like a half a second. Because there's like things from on TikTok cringe you could say are probably from that post from there as well, right? And it's to be fair, it's like the worst, like the most straw men of fringe people. It's like saying their ideas and shit like that. And it's so these so yeah. it's sort of these huge compilation accounts. Sorry, and why this is significant is because it's a lot of Okay, I don't even know no, but is I wanna say really? non it's a lot of LGBT and non binary people that are like, I'm a teacher <laughs> and I'm telling my kids my pronouns and they're misgendering me and why aren't they getting it? Or here's how they're getting it. So there's like a slurry of things, right? They're all like bad th- takes on things, right? But it's these, but here's the thing with the, the thing with this account is this was an anonymous woman that was, now these are all videos that people are posting themselves. These are people with their own TikTok accounts that are posting their own, their own bad takes or opinions. And then they're being, and then what this woman is doing is compilating them. Some of them, she adds commentary on them. And, but they were just for, it's for mockery, right? The whole point is that it's for mockery, right? Right. So people are getting pissed off because like, oh, you're making fun of us. And it's like, well, you're posting your shit publicly. So maybe keep your terrible opinion to yourself, right? But here's where this is influential. So now have you heard, have you heard about in Florida the don't say gay bill? Oh, sort of. Okay. So I don't even think it's called that. I was trying to Google, I was trying to pull it up to see because it's not actually called that. That's just what the news is calling it. So here's, do you know what that, so you know what that actually is? Um, somewhat. Basically, teacher, it forbids teachers in Florida from discussing sex and gender up until the third, up until after the third grade. Okay. That doesn't sound completely unreasonable, is it? No. So, and that was the thing too, and that was kind of uh, where the dubbing came. How old came. is third grade? Third grade's like eight or seven. 
There's a candle on my hand. I'm so tired. I can't even. I can't. I think that's about it, though. <laughs> and that's, you know, and I don't know. Like, and I don't know what the right age for that kind of shit is, right? But a lot of it is, again, I don't, I don't remember who made this take originally, but it was just like these teachers, it's a lot a lot of them is just being like, oh, the kids aren't you know, respecting my pronouns or they're not getting it. And it's just like, you what? need to be validated by a child. Like, the fuck? And I don't know. I guess it's kind of the thing because I don't know how much teachers are allowed to express shit because I don't know. And I don't think teachers are allowed to express their like political opinions or shit like that. They're supposed to be neutral because that's the point. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't know. I don't know about any. There's like this. Uh, all this stuff's so silly. Well, I don't know. But that's my point, though, is that this. So you could argue that this account, this TikTok or libs of TikTok has gotten so big, millions of followers on Twitter and shit that it has affected legislation. You know what I mean, and that's so that's kind of like par- that. it's it's partially it's partially to I'm not sure how true that is, but it's partially to be like a could be that thing, right? It's suspected to be that. So here's why this is relevant. So lady was anonymous, Taylor Lorenz Doxter. So she used her journalistic stuff to pull up the lady's identity, and it's a debatable thing whether this woman who runs doxing this... is never okay. Hard stop. Never. No, no, it's gonna get worse. So. Unless you're a criminal, I guess. So that's what I mean. This woman, is she a criminal? Is she a public figure? Because she's actually, she has an account that is influencing legislation. Because again, she's not, she's just reposting shit that other people are posting themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, this teacher's like, I'm doing this explosive thing. Like, okay, maybe just don't post every dumb opinion you have online. That's also an option. You can also keep it to yourself. You don't have to share every fucking thing you think. That's my opinion on that. Sorry, where this is relevant. Absolutely. That's this is my relevant. This is where I think this is relevant, though. So, again, whether this woman should be public or not is debatable. But the point is, she used her journal things to to dox her. Cool. That's what she wants to do as her as an air quote journalist or activist. Her prerogative. She's now been crapped on for that, though. And then she goes to defend herself on TV, saying she didn't dox her because doxing is when you reveal private information about somebody. Not personal information, like their real estate license, which she revealed, Wrong. or where they live, which Wrong. she revealed all the thing, all the identity and shit like that. She's wrong. That's so awesome. it would be the equivalent of that be if I said Joe Schmo takes unbelievably large dumps, and that was true, that would be doxing in Taylor Taylor Lorenz's opinion, I, I want to say. And then it's hilarious because that wouldn't really be doxing. Yeah, so you know what I mean? But that's, no, that's private information. That's not saying, so that's, so I'm just saying that this is, this is the... This is the kind of bullshit that's happening in the U.S. And this is like a prominent journalist. And a lot of this is like news things are talking about this stuff still happening in Ukraine. It's so ridiculous. I news cycle. Like, it's the news cycle. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, so, yeah, I think it's. Well, again, I, I was sick, so I don't care. I just watch it. No, I know. I, I wasn't. I didn't mean like you. Like, <laughs> I have no stake in this race. Like, that's the song that's playing in my head. And again, I just think about, so here's where, now I think this is comparatively, because I was also, so I'm trying to want, I'm trying to catch up on Canadian shit too. I want to try to dull, I want to try to go deep into Canadian politics YouTube. Oh dear. Because a couple things, again, it's not, it's not very crazy, because again, I feel like Canada's toned back with a lot of things. But I feel like there is this, I feel like there is a desire from the right to make Pierre Polyev, I think I'm saying that name right. Sounds pretty good. I think there's a desire to I don't know. make him yeah. like the... Like the Ben Shapiro political candidate, not quite because like I think he's I think he's more rational than Ben Shapiro. Like I want to be off the thing I, comparatively. No, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying though. Can I just can I finish my thing here? Because when I find these clip videos of him on YouTube, it's like Pierre Polyev owns da 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 in his most savage moment. You know what I mean and shit like that. So I feel like there's like a thing like 
some people he has on gotten e- really popular. Yeah, and oh, that's the thing. I listen to him too, and I I kind of like him too. Like they're like you know, oh one another one. Pierre Polyev's most gangster moment. So <laughs> it was like, and it was basically turning politics. It's it's owned gangster well, move. Well, what this one was, he was interviewing Trudeau about the Wee charity scandal. And it was like, blah, 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 and did a thing, and, you know, Justin Trudeau was Trudeauing his answer, like, by not answering. Uh, he, he's saying words, but I've, he wasn't answering. i heard it so many times. It's like, he just, he's a robot, and he just says the same thing. He's like Mark Zuckerberg. Every time. No, ma- built, no matter what the question is, it's really weird. They were built in the same factory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, but Pierre probably have, so here's what's funny about this. So, conveniently... I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying Justin Trudeau and Mark Zuckerberg were both built in the sorry, same factory. I just remembered about the... The comic book. I haven't gotten to that yet. I want to. I oh want to talk. God. I want to talk about the comic book, but I needed more I gotta time. Read I've, it. I've been sick. That's why I've been putting off the, comic, the Justin Trudeau comic book. Oh, sorry, you can cut that if you want. I just no, I just don't. I want to leave it in. Completely nope, forgot we'll about leave it. Leave it in. We'll leave, let people be wondering about our review of the comic book later. But yes, the because <laughs> I've been sick, so I've been this American food is my junk food. American news is my junk food, so I, and I've been sick for two weeks, so I just needed some like chips, and I needed some hotaki chips. Yeah. Uh, but comparatively, and again, how again, how I love how chill Canadian politics is. So they're just having a conference call, and Pierre Polyev is grilling Trudeau about the stuff. And then the finance, whoever the leader of the call or whatever, like their power cuts out because it's just, apparently it's a thing in Canada that when Trudeau's getting grilled too much, somebody's power cuts out. <laughs> and they're like, and then I think there's a thing like, oh, can we even continue? Blah blah blah. And then someone's like, oh, uh, well, the, the you know the thing is we could just go to the the sub chair, like the sub head. Because there is one. And that's Pierre Polyev. He's like, okay, cool. So I'll do it. Let's keep this going. Let's keep talking about it. And that was the thing where it's like, Pierre Polyev's most gangster moment. And I want to insert the, like, the sign and the, oh, right there. And I don't think that's the most gangster thing. But that's what I'm saying, though, where there's like this, I think there's this desire from really some not. on the right to make him like that. And again, I'm not saying that Ben Shapiro is gangster. Oh, God. But there's no shortage of YouTube videos of Me Too. But there's no shortage of... Videos on YouTube of this compilation of videos of Ben Shapiro owns so-and-so. Like, you could argue that's part of the reason he got famous. Of those compilation videos on YouTube. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's... So... Because he's good... Like, I think he's an asshat, but he's really good at debating. Yeah. That aside, he's, um... Sorry, though. The... Sorry, what I was saying, though, with the Pierre Polyev thing, though, is that... And I'm trying to, so he's interesting to me though, because he, I saw his political ad for his, like, because he's going for prime minister. Like, he had the ad that said that shit, and it was posted, I think, in the last couple of weeks. So it was, and again, like, where our district is safe, it's NDP safe, so it's not like it matters. But we, it is interesting though, you know what I mean? I saw, so I'm interested in him as a candidate because he's, I don't know, he just. Excuse me. <laughs> sorry because i'm fumbling a bit too because i'm going off the rails here but he was yeah no sorry I just he seems concise with his answers and he seems just to he seems to at least have a game plan like he's like i want to do this this and this and this and not i'm sure you not sure you agree with all of it he's still a fucking politician well he's definitely he's definitely got more zazz than uh aaron o'toole Oh, that. definitely. Oh my god, yes. He has way more energy. Way more personality. No, Aaron, Aaron O'Toole was so Verve, low. if you will. I don't even know if I use that word correctly. Aaron O'Toole was solo bludger. And I still, I liked him because he seemed like a sweet old man. Like, he seemed like a sweet old man. He'd maybe, we'd have a beer together and he'd give me a piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you give me a Werther's original and be like, oh, thanks, Aaron. You're you're a sweetheart, bro. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying though. Or Pierre, 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 Pierre ugh, whatever is fucking feisty. <laughs> I'm gonna, I don't, I don't care anymore. Enough to say his name right anymore. Uh, second last point though. Uh, you... Sorry. You mean PD Polly VV? PD Polly PD Polly politics. He's the new Gord Jorgen Jorgen. Whoever that guy, whoever our, whatever his name is, the, prem, the Jimmy Joe Premier, Premier Jim Ho. Johnson, Jim Johnson, yeah, that was him, Jim Johnson, the Premier. <laughs> so, sorry, what I'm saying with PD Pot, though. Oh, sorry, no, fuck, we're, <laughs> we're off, we're off, we're off of PD Pot now. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my last thing I was gonna touch on because I started, I watched this on Canadian YouTube because there's two things I found: the Rational National, which is this very low blood sugar liberal dude, and. Or I guess or I seem I don't know maybe he seem very he's just very left but whatever and then I found on the True North Candace somebody and I guess I was just wondering I was like I wonder if naming your daughter Candace just makes her like she's gonna be a le- she's gonna be a hardcore right wing person Ugh. like I just think Candace makes you more right wing if you name your child oh, that you Bergen? I might be wrong wait is she wait is she left wing or right wing right see that's why we some more another Candace that's what I'm saying <laughs> Candace Owens Candace Bergen Candace from the True North. What does it mean? Um, um, we'll be right back. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Of course. Sorry, but that's what I um, want to end on. My, that's my new Candace theory. I stand by that shit. Somebody named me a liberal or someone on the left politically named Candace and proved me wrong. I welcome it. Oh, yeah. Now, before we take a break, um, what's up, Virginia? Apparently, a bunch of people from Virginia listen to our show. So, well, thank you, Virginia. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> I from shoveling all day. So sit down, sit down, sit down. Welcome back to Discount Education with Captain Kid. things to talk about here discount education oh, i love that i'm trying to make it like a pbs song i think be we're great. sailing the seas education. it's all for free it's public education <laughs> it's not as good but it's free <laughs> learning with you and me yeah i like it all right, done. That's the official theme song now. Official okay. Discount Education theme song. I'll mix that down and go with it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with adolescence, which is like kind of like tween age, like like area. Dun, dun, dun. Tween, teenager, kind of a general area between your ages, I'd say 12 to like 18. Tippy, goddammit. Tension whore. She loves you. I know she loves me, and I love her too. I'm just—I gotta balance my notes on my legs, which is the thing. <laughs> so I don't drop paper and make a big like splash sound. All right. So a big part of adolescence, or especially when they're cognitive, when teenagers are cognitively developing, is egocentrism, which is 
it's an abstract logic that they kind of start comprehending, yeah, between the ages of 11 and 18. Oh, I nailed that without even looking at my notes. Fucking genius. I'm kidding. I'm second. I'm, I'm, I'm barely anything. Don't Nobody should be learning from me. So, brain's maturing more, but still sensitive, which is why we don't let our 16-year-olds or 12-year-olds drink. But they'll start having more, like, intuitive conversations and start breaking things down. And they'll start having a bit more of a nuanced take on morality. Where, you know, obviously, like, you give a kid a problem with a kid when they're a young kid. And it's like, oh, right or, is it right or wrong to steal? But then you tell a middle school kid, like, oh, this family's poor and they're starving. Is it okay to steal? And they'll be a bit more like, huh. You know what I mean? Fuck, I say that so many times. Shit. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to yell either, but... Fuck. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down, homie. So the proper definition for it is adolescent egocentrism. A characteristic characteristic of adolescence thinking that leads young people to focus on themselves and exclude other thoughts of other, like thinking about other people. They'll have rumination, which is repetitively thinking and talking about past experiences, and they'll constantly just never let them go actually oh my god blue black mirror did that in the third episode in the entire history of you because all the guy does is focus on looking on his past mistakes i think everyone was kind of like that as a society that like that's not like it was focused on his character spiraling down but like the whole episode was like society is kind of all just like let's watch each other's memories it's like well the guy was weird no the guy was bitching about his shag carpet and the the crappy carpet and this thing you know what i mean so you're right about that but that was the whole so yeah that's uh so it's more focused for in uh, developing puberty ages uh but the kids they uh, sorry these uh teen tweens will also have an imaginary audience which is People who they kind of think that everyone is watching and talking about them, even though nobody's paying attention to them. And one of the greatest things I think I learned as a human, and not and again, this is in my twenties, but people don't pay as much attention to you as you think they do. Yeah, I went two weeks without showering and nobody noticed. <laughs> so it's it's you know what I mean. It it's just a thought experiment for, pe- for nice people. Flex. Uh, maybe I just felt so naturally good. Uh... That might not. No, I don't. That probably wasn't it. I don't know. It's the, it's the kid musk. We gotta. <laughs> now I have to market that shit. Uh, they will tell themselves. These tweens will tell themselves. Captain the, Bathwater. Captain's Bathwater. <laughs> Belle Delphine, you have a new competitor. <laughs> uh, so okay, sorry. So tweens will tell themselves the personal fable, which is that they'll think that their thoughts, feelings, and expressions are unique more wonderful and then unique than anyone else's on earth. Yeah. You know what? And I think maybe the thing we all have to learn, eventually we all learn is we're all minions. Eventually we all learn we're all minions in one way or another. I was 100% definitely an NPC for most of my day today. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm a half NPC. I transform. I'm like, I like to think I'm like Shazam. I just say the word and I transform into a non-NPC. There's also the invincibility fable, which everyone knows about, which is that young people think that they can't die because they're, again, this is less about like a thing when that is the peak of your health, but more just like, oh, I'll be fine no matter what. I'm not going to catch STDs. Nothing will happen with me if I just, if I push, put off my tasks. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I 
the general perspective of it is that, or the kind of most common thought process of it, though, is that it's just a productive process of development because it's a very vulnerable time for pe- for kids developing at that age. You know what I mean? So it's, like, debatable whether it's a good or not bad thing, but it's just, it is a notable part of human development. Uh, here's where we get into important shit, though, because this is the important building block that a lot, some people don't get, which is the in- most interesting thing I learned from this sect- sector, but we all talked about Piaget and his thought process about human development intelligence. And he got some things wrong in his later years of how people learn. But so formal operational thought is characterized by like more systematic logic and the ability to think about abstract ideas. So example would be like, look at this like diagram I have here, gummy bear. So this that m- makes sense to my brain right now. Oh, that's fair, These actually. visuals completely. This, this is after dark. <laughs> Sorry, but the whole point is that you could abstract to see which weights, kind of what, why things are weighing out the way they are. It's like, so, essentially, it's older you are, the more you're able to kind of intuitively tell out, like, where the weights would be and how they'd balance each, each thing out, right? Another example, yes. sorry, so if you ask, a, okay, so if you give a, if you give, like, a kid... Some, if you give a child a thing of ingredients like peanut butter pickles, bread, these things, can you tell me how many sandwiches you can make with this stuff? Peanut butter pickles. Sorry. They'll just make. I don't want to. My I just want to make songs up. Right no, now. <laughs> go for it. But that's what a kid'll. But a kid'll just kind of make general sandwiches. They know. But if you ask like a teenager or a tween that, they'll come up with like a chart. They'll more like be more likely to come up with a chart and be like, because the question isn't what edible sandwiches can you make, it's how many can you make. So they'll just be like, okay, so are you can do this many thing with like different types of ingredients and kind of math that out, right? So that's kind of more um, what that is, kind of, is these more abstract concepts. Mm-hmm. They'll be more able to kind of map out and think out hypothetical pro- processes and kind of test out their ideas in a more comprehensive way where they'll t- try things out and kind of like learn about why something didn't work, so to speak. So that's just why this is really the... And that's kind of weird because I think about when I was in middle school... That's, I feel like middle school is where I feel, I remember, I almost feel like that's where my earliest memories are from now. And I remember obviously some shit from when I was earlier as a kid, but that's when I have the most from, because I think that was when I noticed, like, I'm starting to have opinions on things. I think that's pretty normal. I have a memory like an elephant, like a gummy elephant instead of a gummy bear. And I remember way too much (laughs) irrelevant shit, okay? (laughs) And pretty, and yeah. I remember lots of elementary school, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> and like, I guess the thing I want to end... kind of like, why though? Why do I have to remember this? <laughs> I guess the thing I want to end on <laughs> with the formal operational thought is that the most interesting thing I learned about this is that even though that's like considered a stage of development from like, again, between middle school and high school, not everybody does that. There's a number of adults that never actually develop that cognitive amount of thought. And they are out in the world doing things. Yes, we we all know them. Some of us are them. Yes, exactly. And no, no hate to in those fact, people. As you just said, and most no, of us are. And no hate, no hate to those people. I just saying that that's a. I think it's an interesting aspect. So, yes, it is possible for some people to be not have the thought process of a tween because it's just a thing. And I'm not talking about people with handicaps. I'm just mean like full on people. Some people just never develop that. But I thought that was interesting. The imaginary audience mm. one. 
I think that's something with like having social anxiety a little bit that I carried with me a little bit too long mm-hmm. that I like have just kind of like let go of like in the last few years and it feels nice. Feels nice to be like, oh yeah, actually no one cares. <laughs> yeah. It really is. And some people probably Oh no, still I have tripped it. for a second. <gasps> no one cares. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it really it is kind of a thing I think you eventually shake off as you get kinda of older and and I think that's a I think the thing that's a lot focused on with all these developing things, even when you're kind of into early adulthood, which we're not gonna get into today because that's like a whole other stage. Yeah. But the But it's kinda of, but it is these are the most insecure years, I think they I say, basically between, like, I would say your ages of, like, 11, I would say 11 to, like, 28, depending on, again, everyone's different, yeah. but that's where I'm just saying where those are, like, the most, and again, the earliest years are the most vulnerable ones for that kind of, those insecurities and eating disorders and experimenting with things, too. Yeah. Although, what they, oh, what they found for that, too, is there's a bit of a, well, there's a bit of a biological sex difference between that where they find that men are or boys are more likely to experiment with like drugs and shit like that and destruct and that kind of destructive things where women are more likely to uh experiment with like self-harm and um, eating disorders and shit like that uh and and obviously these things cross over for both but it's just that's where there's higher numbers in those areas Hmm. uh and the one actually thing I thought was interesting in this, though, because they also quick, they do discuss like tech and internet and how they're educating kids nowadays about that, and they're educating them about cyberbullying. But I think it's interesting that they kind of, and maybe it's because public education is always a few years behind of things. But I think it's like think about like what about online etiquette? Be like, here's why dogpiling somebody isn't nice and isn't a cool thing to do. You know what I mean? And like about not just about how to avoid being bullied online. But also, oh, like, how not to contribute to that. Because, you know what I mean? Cause, and, and I'm not saying this for, again, for me crapping on that reporter in the previous thing. I'm like, so she sucks at her job. She doesn't deserve to be dogpiled. I don't think anybody deserves that crap, right? For sure. Like, if you're, and again, and the thing, part of the thing with her, her thing was when she was bemoaning is that it's not okay to criticize her. And any she considers criticism anything she doesn't like that she hears crapped on about her work. Oh, yeah. That's which is different. That's, and that's, you know, that's being too sensitive. And, like, you know, everyone has to take be able to take some criticism. But again, not to bemoan that. But my point though is that there's I don't there's no ed- education. That's why I can't. I'm interested, excited to talk to that um um my like my kid friend because he I wanted to like ask about when they're learning about online things about are you learning about like here's like even too about not putting all of your information online because that could bite bite you in the ass one day and that kind of you know what I mean. So that kind of online education i think you know what i mean i think because we're in a digital era until we get nuked back to caveman days it's going to be something that people have to learn about i don't know what do you think about that though gummy bear and i know you're half asleep but do you have an opinion on like tech, um, tech education no i don't fair i kind of gapped out there for a second i'm really sorry <laughs> no it's okay i yeah i just think that with how far technology is especially with the internet and online profiles, and I'm not, I don't think kids should be on social media. Oh, it's not definitely, for, it's not definitely not. Yeah, it's been proven. Jonathan Jonathan Haidt is actually he's done a lot of absolutely. Like, he's he's done a lot of work be. in that kind of or studies in that kind of area, and yeah, that's super. Doesn't it's not good, but I'm I'm just curious of how it's being taught in school because the most of it for me it was like oh here's some like two typing classes and then we're never touching it again. And... You know, for me, I I feel like it was for at least a year or, like, maybe two years. Maybe more than that. I can't remember. But I remember when it started. It was, like, once a week. 
you know, our class would have the thing, mm-hmm. it would book the computer room, and it was really fucking old school, and like, dingy 90s unrenovated computer room, <laughs> actually. It just had this, like, 90s feel that when I remember it, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, anyway, and then we would have the typing thing, and maybe some other stuff going on in the computer room for at least a couple of years. I, I remember, like, it wasn't, like, ongoing, like, like, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. It was, like, great, maybe just even just in grade three, but it was such a good starting point for even if it was just that year. I can't, I can't remember that. Oh, I'm such an elephant. <laughs> you're, an ele- you're a gummy bear with the soul. But the fact that I remember elephant. any of that, like, okay. <laughs> I think it's impressive. For me, you know, I, here's what I remember in elementary school. I remember playing Bugdom for five minutes on a computer. I don't know if that means anything to anybody, but it's a weird 3D game where you're a bug running around a kingdom. And that was for five minutes. Uh, we made a Yahoo account with another 15 minutes, and that was it. And that was we all get to I... play math games, and sometimes uh, the... 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 Oregon Trail. Okay, I think we had that in my elementary school classroom, but I it, I never it never only got utilized by a few students. You know, honestly, I think that I really think that maybe it was my school district because I have to talk to somebody else that grew up in my town with the same in a different school. My opinion of it because it wasn't like throughout a lot. It seems like I had a lot. I went uh, every school I went to, the resources weren't utilized. Like in my middle school, we had a fully functioning chemistry lab with like a bunch of shit and. Our class used it once the entire year, and as far as I know, the other classes used it once the entire year, and I was like, okay, and they had two of them, mm-hmm. one for each floor. Like, that's a huge waste of fucking money, or being very That's really weird. But, so you know what I mean? So I want, so I think that, I, I just wonder Maybe if there's like, no, I'm just wondering if my, there's like a bit of a technological lag in my school district. Maybe. And it's like, you know, it is what it is. Public education has its pitfalls. In a future episode, deep dive on, uh. And One not, specific school district. And we're not talking about my hometown. But it's, you know, it was just my thought, my theory of it. Because it seemed like it was the same for that, too. And then once I got to high school, we had the computers that you could use whatever, whenever you wanted during lunchtime. Yeah. But there wasn't, like, a lot of work done in them. Except for when you had to do, like, a PowerPoint or shit every now and then. Right. Most kids just did that at home. Except yeah. for a few that didn't. The uh, last thing I want to tech on, though, is that... Oh, yeah, no, I think that was my final point. Is that, uh, for the whole cyberbullying thing, is that... Uh, why don't they, uh, just where's the education on don't post every stupid thought you have for validation. Just keep some things to yourself. Maybe think, thar- think thoroughly before you put things out. Or if you're going to spout talk out your ass like a jackass on the internet, looking at this guy right like here. The phenomenon of kids thinking they have all kinds of disorders to fit in with the disorder people community. And there's like a, a disassociated identity disorder mm-hmm. it's like this huge thing where a bunch of like and they're just kids so it's just a kind of like leave the kids alone leave them alone they'll they'll get over it they'll get over it <laughs> let them post about how many different personalities they have even though that's not how that works just let them just let them have their corner okay <laughs> leave the kids alone but then you know, people are like, it's a phenomenon. It's mass hysteria. It's like, no, it's not. It's just, this is what emo kids are now instead. <laughs> I, this I'm is more... the new emo kid. <laughs> don't, get, don't get over it. No, it's I'm, okay. And I'm more, I'm more willing to give it that thing. And that's where I'm kind of like, again, with, okay, so I just want to loop back to TikTok cringe for a second, right? So if those are like kids posting that shit and they're just idiot kids, right? They're just whatever. Yeah. 
But a lot of those are adults, and they were teachers, and I think that was where that was, like, a thing. So when it's adults that are spouting stuff, and that outlandish, some of that stuff, it's like, yeah. uh. Oh, yeah. But that's kind of, it depends on who you ask, right? Because if you talk to somebody far on the left, they'd be like, it's completely rational. Yeah, there is that thing with, I know, no, never mind. Sorry, don't, we're not talking about, we're, we're over that now. I just wanted to bring that as, like, a, um, a for my point about, like, posting ideas. And this is why we need more internet education. Uh. Tippy. Jesus Christ, Tippy! No, you're stuck in here now. She wants to go eat and go to the bathroom. Oh, maybe both. Fine. Usually, she doesn't I don't want her usually to crap on the poop deck. Leave. The poop deck is not. She's for... lazy and she always wants to be here unless she has to do things. The poop, to- the poop deck is not for pooping, so it's fair. Last thing I want to touch on though for this is that again, in the whole high school years, and these ki- a lot of the kids are trying to develop identities. That yeah. kind of thing, and that's also a massive thing. So you know, I think we talked about this before, but like it's a common thing just to go for like one day your kid will be like one week your kid will be goth and the next week they'll be a prep and they're just figuring out what their deal is yeah so yeah it's really common for that kind of thing so just don't worry too hard about whatever they're spouting off just like give it time and whatever becomes consistent is consistent and like to be clear that personality is different than temperament and temperament's like a whole other thing to go into a different day but that's more predictable behavior that's kind of throughout your entire life quickly yeah just i'm ending on my last thing here uh, but I want to bring this up, though, because it's an important thing to end on. Because what they find, though, is an important thing with any kids finding their developing their identity. It's important to have support from your family or peers, which is, again, something I always think we try to say on the podcast. Let's try to love each other more and shit like that. And, and don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. Well, stay away from human traffic. Drugs are fun. <laughs> Dr- drugs are fun. Do drugs. Just don't do drugs near human traffickers. Oof. Uh, that's actually a good lesson. That's a good lesson. <laughs> For just kind of education. Um, Pay attention to that one. I just I don't endorse this message as the HR representative. <laughs> no, that's fair. Oh, shit, I don't, oh fuck, I'm in trouble. Uh, sorry, I was gonna say that was the last thing though, because uh, this is interesting for um, delinquents. <clears throat> sorry. Because no, they actually even have a term for this, but they say adolescent limited adolescent limited defenders, which is a person whose criminal activity stopped by age twenty one. Because the thing is, the majority of juvenile delinquents, they stop, they chill out eventually. It's like there's a percentage that go on without that. But apparently when you pan out the metadata, that's what it shows. It's a very liberal textbook, though, so I might be wrong. But. I had a brief stint of shoplifting for like six months when I was like 15. You're a pirate. That makes sense. And then I got caught once and... uh. I didn't really get in a lot of trouble, but I was just like, oh, God, I never want to do this again. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, like, I didn't do much. I didn't do, I, like, I was a pussy as a kid. I was a white picket fence It kid. was never cops. I was just dealing with security guard. And, no, I got it. You know, but, like, like, it was just like, oh, yeah, that was stupid. Well, <laughs> I just was like, yeah, that was pretty dumb. Well, you can't, you know what my dumb thing was, actually? Because my parents won't remember this. So this was... Like, I had a job. I could have just paid for the chocolate. <laughs> no, my thing, my thing was really dumb. And again, I was a white picket fence kid, so this is not much. But essentially, we were at a house party one time, and I snuck back. Like, I just got my house key, so you know, I was like a latchkey kid at that point. Mm-hmm. And the you know, parents were at the party, too, and... I don't know why we were just like, or like passing some like liquor around. And it's like, cause the kids, the cool kids were in the room yeah, downstairs. Yeah, 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 the kids, yeah. Adults are paying attention. And I think that like, <laughs> I, I snuck back, I snuck back into my house and grabbed beer from the mini fridge in the basement uh, and got caught. And then that was like, like in the actor later, because it's later obvious. I got caught later. It's obvious. No, I, I got caught <laughs> later because the drunk mom of the party 
Oh, I think narked me out. <laughs> she narked us out, and you were just trying to be so cool. I was just trying to be cool. I was just trying to fit <laughs> in with cool kids. That suck now. Well, because no, there's one. No, there's actually a couple people there. There was a couple people hanging out with that. So, like, I still like there, but there's they'll then the people they'll know who I'm talking about. But there were some people there. There's some people yeah. there. That I I'm like, ah, yeah. Why did I try to be cool for you? Yeah. Uh, but shout out to my like friends there that were still friends. Like, we're still cool. That don't. Know I like I that am. as a as like a. Like, instead of, like, um, live, let, love, like, on your wall, just be like, why did I try to be cool for you? Why did, that's, oh, like, a life lesson. Like, why did I try to be cool for you? I think that's a better life lesson. Like, why did I try to be cool? Just be yourself. Yeah. The, anyway, though, but yeah, so that was the, I think that was, like, I never tried anything remotely out of the box after that, though, because my parents, well, my dad screwed the shit out of me. Just so fucking mad at me. And it was, like, fair, but, yeah, it was, like, because I'd broken the trust. I mean, you stole his beer. Probably. I stole his beer. I stole a man's beer. I stole a man's. You don't steal a man's beer. Exactly. I get it. You don't steal a man's beer. He taught me. He taught me about honor that night. I respect that. It's an important life lesson for you. You it learned. Was. Why did I try to be cool for you? You never steal your. I didn't a hey, man's I did, beer, let alone your father's. I didn't try weed until my twenties. Like I think it that works. sounds like something that Jordan Peterson, Peter Peterson would say. Never steal your father's beer. <laughs> <laughs> He's your father. You nailed it. I think you nailed it. And I think, to be fair, I think Jordan Pearson would be very happy about my relationship with my father. I have a great relationship with my father. <laughs> he'd be proud of me. He'd be proud of us. He's like, this is the example of what everyone, this is the relationship every father and son should have. I can't do it because my I have still have my sick voice, so I can't do it. I I can do a better one. You did it better than I did. Uh, my voice is so sick though. Holy shit! Okay, um, we gotta end this and take a break now. But I do want to say at the end of this segment, I should have said this before, but this whole segment is sponsored by my parents because I want to give a shout out to them because they're paying for my college education and I appreciate that. Thank you, mom and dad, for paying for my college education. Uh, yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it was a great thing to do. It is. So thank you guys. Anyway, take care, everyone, and we'll see you in a bit. Five seconds. Sure. I pass our souls from shoveling all day. So sit down. Welcome back to Captain's Kitchen. It's been so long. Special edition with also Gummy Bears interview because we gotta cram this shit because Gummy Bears running on fumes. Well, um, yeah, I I'm a and now I have been awake for 20 hours, and I want to let anyone know who is might be listening, who might be worried about that, uh, that this is a com- completely unusual circumstance for me, and I, I don't do this uh, ever. <laughs> That's fair. I had to get up early for work this morning, but then I woke up an hour before my alarm, and then... We had to eat our meal that we will be talking about. Yes, we will. That um, almost killed you. That did almost kill me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Uh, but this is, you know, this is the anniversary special. We wanted to get it out today because. Mm. Last day of April before Sabrina May, and I try to make 31 days without smoking weed for once in my life. You can do that. I know I can. Well, so I shouldn't say that too. Sorry, because I also I, 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 <laughs> once I, in your also, life, I've, I've done. I went. I went. I went like twenty <laughs> years without smoking weed and was totally fine. Then I had like a thing for ten years. 
Let's say I'm a professional at being a high-functioning pothead. Yeah, but it's all good, because I'm probably going to sleep for ten hours after this, so... <laughs> I'll sleep for nine. So, I'm going to start with the interview just while you have energy, while you have some energy, before I just ramble about I'm food still, and tomato you know, soup. I'm like... I'm, the I'm, most basic I'm, of recipes. Let's do it. So, first question. Ooh, this one's a doozy. I want to actually... I, I would now... Oh, this one's a doozy. This is going to be great while you're sleeping. <laughs> Which wave of feminism do you subscribe to and why? What is your opinion of modern forms of feminism? Holy shit. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh. Oh dear. Okay, so. So, first of all, how many waves? Are, what are the waves? Well, there's four waves. Can you describe them? So, the that's, first. That's really complicated. Very, very cliff notes. Very cliff notes. So the first wave was very like obvious. First wave. The first was, wave first is like, please let us just vote. own property let and us, have a bank let's, account. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's vote. Let's have basic human. Let's have vote. Let's be able to vote and you know, not be raped and stuff like that. Like actually, I'm not sure rape is ever legal. Should say that. That, yeah, I don't think that was part of the. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. So that's I'm more. I don't know. Like I don't rights. know what the waves are. I don't know. Okay, so but here's what I'm saying though. So. My point is that, so the first wave of feminism was like, we want the right to vote, and we want the right to I think to that property. automatically, just like, automatically, like, level one is like, yeah. Yeah, but, level one, it's, yes. but it's very criticized, though, because it was basically for, just for white women, like, not for black women and shit like that, too. Well, that's a whole other issue. Well, then, you know, but then, so second wave of feminism, more inclusive, and then more, Oh, my like, God. Okay, no, you're hurting my brain. Holy shit. Okay. Can I just finish these up? Yeah. So second <laughs> wave, second, second wave, like more inclusive, more social things, blah blah blah. Third wave, that's the one that's like fuck, like the boys do. We can do it, two girls. And okay. Then fourth wave is, <laughs> and fourth wave is trans women or women too. Then that's like very cliff notesy, but those are like that's essentially the main points of the four Shit. waves of feminism, as far as I know. Uh, I don't know. Feel free not to answer too, because I very I didn't describe them very well um, either. <laughs> pretty, like, based on the description, like oh, those are the main uh, talking points for, I know from each wave, as far as I know. Uh, you know, my thoughts on that are a little, like a little bit complicated. I I would maybe say like pieces of pieces of all of it, obviously. Is it obvious? I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a complicated answer. Um, it's been I... it's been a complicated issue, I think, in my own in my own brain, and it's something that I'm still developing with because I kind of used to be, and I cringe, I cringe so hard thinking about it. I used to be like, I don't know, like I'm I'm not a feminist, I'm an egalitarian, and now it's just like, oh. Oh, I can't. What do you mean egalitarian? Just like equal, everyone equal. It's not. It's not about women. It's just like, okay, actually, uh, I feel a little bit differently about that now. Mm. <laughs> um, but like, I obviously like, I don't think anyone ever agrees with everything for everything. Um. Yeah, so that's really hard to, to do right now, because. Mm. I'm a zombie, and and it's really complicated. Like I would have to like I would have to like write an essay to read out. I think, and I <laughs> and I mean essay, but like not like an essay because mm-hmm. I I don't 
I wouldn't be like structured like here's my here's my first part yeah. and then my third you know I it, it would just be like a, it would just be like here's my thoughts actually concisely in one giant blurb. <laughs> I understand. And if I can just like say one thing as an example from just two, but I know that we've talked about it separately, and like I do have some strong feelings mm. about this or that. It's just like definitely right now. Um, as an off the cut, like, here's this question. I don't have, I do not have a proper answer. Well, I think it's just funny how the word feminist has been kind of morphed in society because when I was in college, first time in college, 10 years ago. That's, that's my problem with like everything political is ever, is nothing means fucking means anything depending on who you ask like 10 years ago college teachers said if you just believe in equal rights for women you're a feminist like it's not that complicated it's not like a thing cliche oh no but to make that clear i am a feminist thank you yeah well then i was going to point out too because again like in dave Chappelle had been this is a recent special about just like being a thing he's like like by definition i'm not transphobe i'm a feminist because a feminist you know just believes in equal rights for women and that's this whole like (laughs) joke thing I never heard, like, I never, yeah. It doesn't matter about that. My point, though, is that just, that it's, it's the basic definition of a feminist is, yeah, you just believe in equal rights for women. I was just saying he built a joke premise around that. But yeah. it's, so, and I think that when you go into the waves, it gets muddied. And like I said, I did not clip notes those very properly. But more realistically, again, I'm not, sorry, I don't mean to take over this thing, but it's probably just realistic that a lot of people are, it's not as comp- nuanced. Yeah, it's more it really, nuanced it really than, like, is, I'm. I'm this type of feminist, and I'm this type of feminist. The only ones that are this type of feminist are male feminists. Male feminists. Yeah, watch over those fucking people. Yeah, male feminists are their own breed. Sorry, they're they're so they're the only this type of feminists. I feel like the rest are probably more nuanced. Oh, they're all snakes. They're the cuttlefish. Yes! Holy shit! Sorry, I didn't mean to yell. No, this is, sorry. Funny. That was my that was my introduction to Douglas Murray, and just thought it was funny. He's such a pleasant British accent. Sorry, not relevant. What's the second question? That was that was tough. I'm worried, you know. Oh, oh the God. rest are easy. Sorry, that was that was the only hard question. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe. Okay, so actually, this one might break you too. Favorite video game from when you were a kid. Okay. Spyro. The first one. The third one. Ooh. Okay. Nice. And also, of course, Mario and Aladdin on all my SNES, all my fucking Super Nintendo games are always my favorites. Oh my god, I had this weird ass game for the Super Nintendo when I was a kid. It was what was it called? It was called Super Widget, and it was about mm. this alien who was like, and you'd go to different planets, and it was fun. <laughs> I, but no one ever heard it. it. Was it was like really obscure, weird, weird SNES game. I've never heard of so that, that game. was one of my favorites. I have, but I think I think like I would I would put Spyro like really high up there because I can literally I download I bought I rebought number three a few years back and I was I was playing it and I like and it was muscle memory like I wasn't even thinking about it I was just like I've done, oh yeah so Aladdin the SNS Aladdin also can do that on muscle memory, um, and Super Mario World mm. for Super Nintendo as well yeah. Those are good choices. That's good good choices. And t- oh, Tetris is probably my all-time favorite. Oh, you kicked my ass at Tetris. No, you, I know. You actually kicked my gummy bear. <laughs> I could probably do it. Everybody. I could probably do it right now while I'm sleep deprived as fuck. Probably. Well, we have to get back into it because we, we we got we got hard into Puyo Puyo Tetris on the Switch, but we had to stop. It was, it was just a cheap way for us to both play it. 
but together. not even it was breaking my I wrist. Do... So I had to stop. We had to stop though, because remember, I was the one that had to take breaks though, because my wrist was hurting. Because <laughs> I was like, no, I have to write my notes for school, and this is actually hurting my wrist. Like my wrists were sore the next day because we get so All intense. Time with it. Tetris champion. Yeah, and it was like. So maybe I'll say Tetris. I don't know. You were yeah. no, you're the. Tetris. Those are my top like five, I guess, for like my child. You said childhood. Yeah, you said childhood. childhood games. They were specific. I said specifically childhood games. Okay, so not Tetris. So yeah. yeah. So those five like okay. ones or however whatever you guys heard it you all heard it those are good choices those are good, those are good <laughs> games I think agree I I, I play I played all of those except for the weird one you said I'm not sure if this is the silliest version of Gummy Bear that's ever been on the show but I don't think so uh, it's, it's pretty I think it's in at least a top three uh ooh which is the best ice cream flavor chocolate chip man no question solid. Uh, okay. Ooh, one more serious question. It's not, it's actually not like, it doesn't have to be too hard, too hardcore, but has your, because it's been a year since we've done this podcast, has your political alignment shifted at all since we started this podcast and how we've been kind of looking at stuff and learning about like what's been happening more around the world around us? Not really. Yeah. No, I don't, mm. I don't think so. I feel more or less the same. It's only fair. been a year. That's fair. I'm just curious. Is uh, I don't get. I don't know why. I'm just wondering. Mm-hmm. My questions aren't that creative either. Well, actually, no, all the good questions are now here. So no. well, I didn't even make questions for you because. Oh, don't worry about it. Next should episode. be crazy. So. Save that for the next episode. Just, as I'm so sorry. We, I don't worry about it. It's fine. We're busy. You were working hard all day on the ship. HR and stuff. All this. We, I, there's a lot of complaints against me. So you had a lot of work to do. Mm. I get it. So if half the crew bounced. You know, I got to do all the other stuff too. I gotta yes. Do, cats. Are I got to swab sh- the deck. I, like, what is this? Because <laughs> we almost Because yeah, the cats are being messy. So, okay, <laughs> what was the last superhero movie that you were actually excited to see? Into the Spider-Verse. No, maybe, I don't know. I was just in more interested to see it than I was, I mean... Define excited. <laughs> just like well, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of thinking like it was. I guess I had this kind of feeling because okay, as the Marvel, I know that I've been paying deep attention to this stuff either. But like, so Marvel has like a probably Spider Man three. So to actually like be excited to see it, like mm. fat, way back in the day when Spider Man three came out, everyone was hype, and then and then half the people hated it, and half the people fucking <laughs> loved it. Yeah, I was on the love train. Sorry, that's fair. We, well, we're gonna. I do that. obviously I wanna... the movie has its criticisms. Uh, yes, but well, I thought it'd be gonna do that for the video. But everyone was hyped because Spider Man two is like the greatest one of all time. I thought it'd be gonna do that for the movie episodes, go through all the Spider Man movies, and then finish on the newest one because I we both haven't seen it. And you, we want to review and I've them. I've never see seen how... the Garfield ones. Yeah, and I have, so I wanted to review and see if, like, if I have a different opinion of them now. Because honestly, for me, I do think it was Spider Man Homecoming because I'm I'm a big Spider Man fan. Like, I've always I always like Spider Man, and I think it's a look. I'm sorry, Spider Man, Tobey Maguire, 
Spider-Man original. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. It's no, perfect. it's not. It is. He was better. You know, he's be- he was a better. It, no, the he's movie. The best Peter Parker. He wasn't cocky enough to be Spider-Man. Spider-Man was better at like being cocky during quips and stuff like that. Andrew Garfield did a better job of being cocky, quippy Spider-Man, but he wasn't very good because he was like cool. He was like cool, cool Peter Parker. Which I think Tom Holland's good. That's what I mean. I like Tom Holland too. Just I think being, like the teenager. That's what I mean. I agree. Like I know that some people don't like the newer one, the new there's Tom also Holland. Like, you know, I... Spider-Man does grow up. Like you know, in yeah, iterations. He, he does. Story. Well, he can't always just be the kid in high school. Well, the, here's what I mean though. So I think that. I do think that Spider-Man 2 is the best one, like the original one, even though he's not mm. the best Spider-Man, I think that is the best one. I think everyone agrees that. with that. I do think that Tom Holland did the best ratio of being a shy, dweeby Peter Parker, but then also being like a smart-ass Spider-Man. And quippy but Sp- he's like he's like hyped up Spider-Man too because of the whole Iron Man thing. Oh, sorry, spoilers. I haven't seen the new one. I haven't seen Me the neither. new Spider-Man. Well, that's why I thought we could end on that. I'm hyped to see it because obviously everybody yeah. knows. I'm excited for that too. I just I guess what I mean is that we yeah so I've been try- avoiding spoilers for that. I guess what I mean though. So sorry, what I mean I guess sorry. And I know this was an interview question for you, but I guess I'm asking because it was my thought process of like. Yeah, like, I saw Infinity Wars and all that kind of stuff, but that was, like, I, that was more just because I wanted to know how it ended. I haven't really cared about anything that's happened since. Maybe except for the new Spider-Man movies. I saw Infinity War because it was such a huge big deal. Not in theaters, just, like, at way after. Like, probably, like, six months to a year. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. After it came out. After, like, already kind of knowing, like, the big reveal, like, the big thing. I was like, well, I have to watch it. It's like, so everyone, everyone I have to watch this one. I, and I had seen pre some, a good chunk of like the MCU, mm-hmm. but I had never seen an Avengers movie, yet. Like I saw, I saw Thor, I saw Thor two. You know, I'm not gonna list them all. That would be so boring if I just sat here and list all the ones it's I watched. I did list. watch, that but I never watched the podcast. There was a few that I didn't watch, and mm-hmm. like, but I still was like, uh, all right. I hadn't ca- I hadn't caught up in a couple years, and then I watched Infinity War, and then what's the other one? Avenge of the Sith, or... <laughs> um, first... <laughs> the one after Infinity War. Endgame. Yeah, okay, so then I watched that one. Well, that's what I mean. I'm oh, sorry, Endgame. So I saw Endgame 2, because I wanted to see how it ended. Those are a pair. Those are, like a, those are almost like a little... They were the... They're a little duo there at the end. They were the climax. Yeah. They were the climax of the movies, They were a climax of a bunch of movies that I didn't see. <laughs> and, and, and Endgame had to have the denouement that, like, tied everything together and was I like... skipped the MCU foreplay. You know, here's the we got to retire Chris Evans, because he's done playing Captain America. You know what I mean? Instead to tie up all that shit and do that things. Except for nobody, remember, nobody knows what happened to the Hulk. The Hulk just disappeared. People just forgot about Mark Ruffalo. Aww. Mark Ruffalo started protesting trees, and they just forgot about okay, the Hulk. But... Okay. Kitty. Nope, the kitty wants. Oh, Okay, sorry. I'm like actually like, just making noises because my brain is starting okay. to completely lose function. We, we can move on. Sorry, I had two more things here. Okay, so if you had to commit a high stakes heist in an art gallery, bank, or cruise liner, and you could have three people on your team, real or fiction, who would you choose? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Think off the top of your head. Okay, who's like one of the most like like I don't know, like Lupin the Third. 
What? Who is that? He's like an anime thief. <laughs> just like pick the best fictional thieves and just be like, yeah, those people. Let them do all the work. There you go. Oh, that's I pick them. That's a boring answer. I know, but that's like I don't even know what okay, the fine. Fuck. Last one. Okay. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Five thousand three hundred and seventy-four. T. So now, I'll quickly go on. Thank you for the interview, Gummy Bear. Sorry, we appreciate your time. You're welcome. Your answers. <laughs> Sorry, they were all terrible. <laughs> yeah, possible. Appreciate again. Appreciate you. the fact that you're doing the podcast is appreciated because you're running on the fumes here. Now we're going into the recipe here. So, how to make very basic tomato soup and a grilled cheese with English tickler cheese. Because we talked, that's also a reference back to our first episodes. Because we're talking about cheese experimentation. So, tomato soup. Very easy to make when you're sick. And I make mine in a bulk recipe. So, my, I guess what I would say roughly if you want. Shit, so I'm trying to think about how much to do for this. <laughs> so... Because I'm trying to start, I'm trying to portion it down in my head. Yeah, what do you think about that for a second? I just want everyone to know he's not even looking at a recipe. He's looking to the left, (laughs) (laughs) up in the air, just thinking about it off the top of his head. Fair. Okay. So you want to start off with mirepoix with any soup, because that's like the basis of every soup. Mirepoix is fancy French language for celery, carrots, and onions. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make fun of you. It's just, I think it's, I think it's wonderful. (laughs) Thank you. I'm going back to I'm pulling back my my culinary scoops my culinary school training and teaching those basic of soups, but it's a great one for when you're sick because it has a crap ton of vitamins and shit and it's very soft and it goes with a lot of things. Except maybe it's too acidic and it might kill your partner if you put spicy peas. Your sorry your well your sailing partner if you put spicy sausage in it. Chorizo or no it wasn't chorizo sorry it was a spicy Italian sausage. Yeah, well, I think just sorry, just for me today, it was my stomach was a little extra sensitive. Well, it's also tomato soup too, right? So it's so like spicy sausage the, with a tomato soup and the greasy, you know, you know, delicious. I mean, so I want to preface everybody like, yes, I was poisoned, um, but but my mouth wasn't poisoned. the The mouth was delicious. My stomach was just a little sensitive today and mm-hmm. was like. Nah too much acid well i think it's fair to say too that i slightly oversalted it but that might have been again that's something just to that's why you always say salt to taste like i'll never say salt and how much salt in a recipe <laughs> yeah unless i'm just like oh put a little bit of salt or this much roughly like and you're doing like a pre for like a pulled pork or something like that or baking yeah uh, for baking you know because baking is like a chemical Baking's reaction yeah yeah but no for any kind of cooking recipe a salt will always be to taste um for clarification like i fucked up on this one but i guess it's important for everyone to know that Two things before we start this recipe is that tomatoes, obviously, it's very acidic. So acidity, like salt, opens up flavor. So it's just very easy to oversalt the tomato soup. Or even like after, if you let it sit for a day and everything's married a bit more, it might be overly salty. So it's better to undersalt it the first day you make it. And then the next day, see how it tastes and then oversalt it from there. Like even reheat it and re kind of do that. But on the flip note, if you ever fuck it up, if you oversalt a sauce or a soup, a very good fix for that is honey. Honey is sweet enough to curb saltiness, but not so sweet to make it sweet and gross. So it's a really good mellower for sauces if you fuck up in small doses. As a, just a general uh, cooking tip. 
Separate note, it's also a great tenderizer for me, but that's for a different day. <laughs> so, tomato soup. You start with your mirepoix. The general rule is 25% or twenty-five carrots and celery each, and then 50% onions. I interpret this as two carrot, two peeled carrots, two celery, washed, because celery, celery always has that, has that gross dirt at the bottom of it. And uh, you can leave, take the leaves on or not if you want. The leaves may le- add extra flavor, actually. So, yeah, leave the celery leaves on if you want, as long as they're clean. And then three onions, peeled and diced. You want to dice this all into squares. I'd say, like, a medium dice, but you could also do a small dice. These are, like, small squares that are about, like, half about half an inch size, half to a quarter inch, roughly. Put them in a giant pot with some olive oil. Let's say one to two tablespoons. Stir it around until they're glassy, which means... Oh, sweating them, sorry. Shit, we talked about this last time. You sweat them until they're sweaty, and they're nice and steaming and piping and stuff. But I just Did say, you mention garlic being in there? Shit, I forgot about garlic. But you're right about that. No, I do slice garlic. Yeah, so, you know, you said it was... Is it too salty? And I was like, I don't know, like maybe a little bit because but like i was mostly tasting the garlic like really strongly okay but then look but then it was like but maybe like it could have been one or the other like those two things were kind of confusing my taste buds so the garlic i and i'm not sure because i didn't i wasn't tasting the garlic for me it was the salt and maybe the acidity too but the garlic i did so i did i think about half a clove of garlic so about five to six of those things, maybe seven or eight. And then I slice them mm-hmm. because when you slice garlic, it's kind of a, if you like mash garlic and do a paste, it's more peppery. If you cook yeah. it whole, it's more sweet. And if you slice mm-hmm. it, it's like a little bit more half and half, mm-hmm. but typically a bit on the little bit on the sweeter side. So I always slice my garlic and sorry, I fuck this up at the very and end. And was that blended into it? Yeah, it was. So all the vegetables okay. are blended. So what I mean is, so here's where I, again, sorry, this is, I need to edit this off to corrections corner and put this garlic yeah, in the beginning okay. here. I know it's going to be useful though, but like later in the conversation, <laughs> totally out of context. That's like, what I was talking about word. last time of like, and then, and then the garlic. <laughs> well, this is why, this is why, this is why I need to have it written. This is why I need to have it written out. Well, I think that you're doing so good. Just think about it in your head. Like, thank you. That's great. And your confidence is amazing. So what I'm just, thank you. So what I just say for this step for slicing garlic is thank you you're so sweet gummy bear <laughs> so do your garlic into slices and after your mirepoix has been sweated for a little bit throw your garlic in then if you throw your garlic in too early it'll it'll kind of brown up really fast and stick to the bottom of the pot i think that's true with like any time you're making something and you're gonna put garlic in unless it's roasting slowly yeah um and i always have this problem and i've been really slowly trying to get over it because i always do it wrong where i'm mm-hmm. like okay i think it's time i think everything else is ready throw the garlic in and then it's like you know when you're just like frying like onions and then you want to like put the garlic and you don't want to burn it you just want it to be perfect yeah and then i always fuck that up and then and then well i've been getting better but i always fuck it up and i mm-hmm. burn my fucking garlic because the onions aren't ready yet i always like underestimate where my onions are at me too. And, and then again, like, you know how much I like to play with fire and caramelize my onions. So I'm always into the, I like adding garlic to that too, but it's a constant struggle. So yeah, that's the best advice I can give for any kind of garlic. And again, I'm saying slice garlic at the end. I'd say if it's mashed up, even added even with less time because it's even smaller. So the surface area is going to cook a lot faster, obviously. 
And then, sorry, but then you that does get blended with everything else, as we're going to say in the future here, too. And we can cut it off right here, because now I've just finished the garlic correction. Then you throw in your tomato paste. So, for yes, sir, we're smalling down the recipe, so we do half a can of tomato paste. What if you don't have tomato paste? You don't need tomato paste, but it helps with making the, it helps with the richness of the tomato in the soup because you'll be using canned tomatoes. But even like, so the thing you notice from me, if you use just fresh tomatoes in the soup, it'll be a very light flavor because tomatoes are so watery. Yeah. So it's just that I find that in recipes a lot. And then I, it's not something I ever think to buy to have on hand. Mm. Well, that's, I think, I do think it's overused because, and like, so in culinary school, my chefs were diehard about tomato paste and their brown, and their brown sauces, because when you caramelize it enough, it's basically like a hardcore brown sugar that gets like super caramelized, so it doesn't even taste like tomato, it's like just hardcore brown sugar. Yeah. It's, but I don't like doing that because the margin for error gets pretty high for it, like... For fucking it up, I guess, because I've burned it more often than not. So I just like I use it for I use it for quick tomato sauces. Okay, I'm really sorry. I didn't want to interrupt your recipe. I was just really curious. No, that's that's good to ask. That's because I because I can answer the because I can answer some of that stuff, right? I'm sorry. No, I didn't I'm mean sorry, to. Ta- no, no, don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry, you don't need to... No, because it's the tangent's fine, because it's, it's related to tomato paste, and if I could help somebody with that clarification, that's yeah. good to know. Uh, so, sorry, yeah, because not to get too off-topic, but yeah, so when tomato paste, if you undercook it, it's going to be way more tomatoey than when you overcook it, is the point of it, right? So, right. my point is when you're using it, if you don't have it, it's fine, um, but then your tomato um, soup won't be as rich, because it kind of acts like a roux as well. So if you're like using making a stock, you'd add flour to your vegetables and cook that with the oil or the butter, butter or oil, whatever you're using, but oil for this tomato soup, olive oil, because it'll blend in better. But the, uh, then you, the tomato is like your roux for that. So that helps thicken it up. And then when you finally add your stock now for this one, I added soul of lobster for any adventure time friends out there, (laughs) fans out there. And it's a real thing. No, so I bought this from Thrifty's Food, and I don't know what other chains would be in, but uh, lobster bouillon, basically. So I did a, I would do a liter of lobster bouillon, uh, or so, or, or sorry, like a liter of liquid with maybe one to two tablespoons of lobster bouillon, depending on how rich you want that shit. So make sure that's hot, and then once you've cooked your tomato paste a little bit, but not overly, maybe get it like on the edge of caramelization. Then deglaze that with the stock and whisk that in intensely until you break up all the lumps and it kind of just like kind of turn into like a tomatoey sauce. After that, and it canned tomatoes. You can do whole cooked tomatoes. I I like to do whole cooked tomatoes from Italy because I'm a I'm a priss like that. But you can also just do Unico canned tomatoes if you want the cheapest option for them too. And uh, you can do them with or without Italian herbs. Although I like to add my own in. I just like to add in like my own oregano and stuff. Then you, hello, Stubby. So you add in a single can of tomatoes. They're all roughly the same size, about seven hundred and fifty something milliliters. So add in a can of tomatoes into your stock and just bring it up to simmering for a little bit. Maybe simmer for five minutes. 
add a bit of your seasoning, like your salt and your pepper and stuff like that too. If you had your dry herbs, add those when you add your tomatoes. So you give them a chance to kind of dampen up a bit and get it a little bit moist. After that, get a blender on hand or something to mash up the tomato soup. And what I would say is that if you don't have a blender on hand, then don't do whole tomato, whole canned tomatoes, or make sure you dice your tomatoes before you finish them off. You can do this too, and you can have a chunky tomato soup. But I highly recommend blending it because that makes it just like the uh, blended up vegetables thickens it up as well. So you have that like that nice thin like just alternatives to using a blender if you really don't have one might be if you have like a beaters or a masher or even a pastry blender. Those are all great suggestions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I didn't even Or at the very least, just fucking get in there with a fork or a whisk. Yeah, as much as you can mash it up, right? Uh, but that'll help. So that helps, uh, that really helps thicken up your soup as well. And again, when you're sick, you're just like, it helps minimize that too, because you're lazy. You just eat your delicious, non chewable soup like an old person, (laughs) but it's good. This is like tomato soup is really basic. It's a really basic recipe. Like, it's not. Soups are very hard to fuck up. And again, you can just always build on them, right? Because you can, it's they're very customizable to whatever you like yourself, right? Like I also like to throw in like Absolutely. Cajun and shit and make myself like more Cajun with some paprika and blend it in oregano mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And my thyme and rosemary that are also blended up into like a fine powder. <laughs> uh, sorry, but that's just a personal thing. The so after you've blended the soup again, just simmered for a little bit until you get the consistency you want, and the Again, just if you have it, if it's a little bit too thick, just add some liquid water into it or whatever to get it like thinner um, and just make sure you just cook it out for a little bit and then just kind of go to taste from there. And that's all I would really say about that. And I know that's not a super rider eye complex recipe, but that's just basic tomato soup. Uh, like I said, I start just the important thing is with your mirepoix in the beginning, do olive oil because olive oil blends better into tomato based soups than butter does. So... Mm-hmm. sorry i think that's just an important thing because when you're sweating vegetables it's like or just like doing oil whatever it is make sure it's an oil but olive oil is the best obviously because you want that like you know yeah the italian uh i don't even know <laughs> sorry i was sorry. gonna try to and i'm an idiot eh. yeah and eh. like i said for sorry i wouldn't get i wouldn't give a specific i, I can't give a specific spice blend because i just wing it so yes, that's how you make a very basic tomato soup um, with very customizable options. And I hope that helps anybody that is trying to cook on a budget because these are all just basic vegetables. Do it with canned tomatoes or fresh tomatoes. But again, if you're just going for... I like to think of it as like a whatever's just available, yeah, It was right? delicious and my only problem was that my stomach was too sensitive today. Yeah, it's okay. I guess I also just want to say that there's like no stigma against canned vegetables. Like there's they're not really poison. Just they're not they're not ideal for you that over fresh vegetables, but it's also not natural to have it's also not natural to have tomatoes grow, like available to you freshly in December. So that's where I'm like more like eh, canned vegetables, I'm not against them because at least they were grown in season. People have been preserving vegetables for a long, long time. Yeah. So I think, well, I think... And there's a reason for that, and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, not to get too hard into it, but I think the main issue is the the process, the, it's the chemicals from the metal can in there, and not so much because they're in jars with lids and, and shit like that. And the preservatives that they add, that, that, that yes. you might not add if it was done, like... In a jar. At home. Yes. Yeah. So it's both of these things. And it's, uh, and this will be a thing for later in the summertime as a thing cause I, to end on with anniversary, because I want to also give a bit of a... 
what's a is it a red herring or a foreshadowing or whatever but for the <laughs> for the summer for the ultimate summer special of feast and friends where we will hopefully have our our ship barred on on sale with us for the ultimate meal but i just want to because i already know what we're going to do so i just want to tell people now we're going to do the perfect burger and everything and i'm talking about like your burger and fries with the whole meal deal but I mean everything from scratch. I mean how to make the ketchup from scratch, how to make the roasted garlic oh mayo gosh. from scratch, all your perfect patties and stuff like that, and uh, how to bake your own bun and stuff like that. We want to do that's the. Kind of amazing. <laughs> I want to do. I want to do the whole thing and how to make a whole burger from scratch, and that's the whole feast because it's just focusing on the one thing on the plates, and we're not going to do anything. Maybe we'll come up with like a coleslaw salad or some shit like that on the side, but it those that's easy shit. But yeah, so that'll be for. That'll be, that's the goal for Feast and Friends, is just how to make everything for the burger. Actually, no, I think I might skip baking the bun, because we always go with Portofino. Go with the island. Fair enough. One thing that I did want to say um, at the beginning of the kitchen uh, recipe segment was that um, because this is anniversary sp- an- uh, anniversary s- special, the anniversary special, special, <laughs> um, it, it but it it's a little bit like more relaxed and I'm gonna die. <laughs> it's almost it's almost one it's almost one uh, but it's almost one a.m. right now on May first. Uh, what I wanted May. to what happy surprise May. What I wanted to say was that it is kind of almost like I'm like I'm it's gonna be titled like the anniversary special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I can't talk anymore. Um. But it it is almost like a little bit of a, a little bit of a feast and friends because we we had the little the soup feast which almost killed me. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, that was so the thing we I did eat. Oh. We did eat like right before we had to eat the food right before we did this, and so that made it feel like a little bit to me like it's like you know we're having a little mini feast and friends for this for this. Part. That's fair because we did the grilled cheese sandwiches too with the English tickler cheese. Oh, and I got to try the English tickler, and it's yeah. pretty strong, but it's not. It's not. I like it. I did like it. Mm. Yeah. I want to say too is this is the thing though, and this is like I guess I don't have to leave this for the recipe because this was a customization for extra thing. Yeah. But if you want to throw whatever meat you want to in tomato soup it's all versatile throw whatever meat you want into the soup for protein but i did spicy sausage and, and that, that, that killed, killed that almost killed that's almost killed gummy bear we almost didn't record yes almost <laughs> didn't record but she's a trooper and she did it because she's a tough gummy bear that's, that's why right she's i made of i made of sugar and magic remember she's tougher than everyone else on deck that's how she keeps order with the crew <laughs> So, anything else to close out, though, on Gummy Bear when we say goodbye? And... Well, hey, like, if you're new, thanks. If you're old, thanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a listener. <laughs> well, or, or, as a listener, yes, not an age-wise. <laughs> like, if you're a new listener or, an, or a previous listener. If you're from Virginia or... Wherever you are, from, Earth, wherever you wherever. are on Earth, if you're listening to us, we appreciate. Thank you so much, and we're having so much fun, and we're having a lot of fun just talking about these things that interest us in Canada, and North America. Yeah, just putting our, just put my foot in my mouth all the time. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I like to think <laughs> of the cooking thing because again, uh, sorry not to make it the same for my interview because again, I I took I even took over your interview because I'm such a I'm so vain oh, on myself. Oh shush, hush you. But I. I was uh, funny because I want to think I end on because it's the anniversary why this show has made me so happy because I know we were also talking about like news and shit like that and that's for other re- that's for like our reasons what we want to like get into but I really like the cooking stuff the most because we laughed we cried sorry we did 
um, whatever they. Well, I think we both have. I think we both have. La- we both have cried on the podcast. Yes. So we, we both have laughed and cried <laughs> in the span enough. of a year. Yep. <laughs> but I, sorry, as I just want to say that I like the cooking stuff because I always like I wanted to have just a public cooking class where I just teach people how to cook. If anyone wants to learn how to cook, like you know what I mean, like because I think it's an important skill to have. And it's not like people are, it's like we're losing it in our culture. And this is the thing that's really passionate with me. So if there's anything I could do to be like, hey, cooking's not that hard. Here's some just basic ingredients and things. Oh, fuck. You need pots and shit like to make the soup. You just need a single pot to make the soup in a blender. Yeah, that is, that is why. a spoon or a that scraper That is why thing. starting for some people it can be seen so daunting. Yeah. Shit, I forgot we should have said that too. But yeah, sorry. So you just need a wooden spoon, a, saw, a big pot. And a blender or something to mash with. And that's all you need for this soup. It's three pieces of basic pieces of equipment. Fuck, I had a rice cooker for ten years. Like, I know how to cook rice. I just need a knife and a cutting board, but too. But I had a rice cooker for ten years, mm-hmm. even though I do know how to cook rice. Sorry, I just repeated myself. Rice cookers are awesome, though. Um, And it that shit lasted for ten years before breaking. And it's been... And then... And now I'm just like... I don't want to cook rice anymore, though. I'm going to buy a rice cooker this summer. I want to start Even doing... though I know how, it's just like the rice cooker was so easy. It was like, it was just like, you just knew, you just threw it on, you washed your rice and you threw that shit in there and then it was, and then it would be done. I want to buy a rice cooker this year so I can start doing but the like, Japanese breakfast. Making rice is like, do you know the Japanese Is it going to bre- burn? Is it undercooked? Is it overcooked? Did I fuck up the heat? Like, it's like not, oh. I make pot rice all the time and I have a consistent way of doing it. I but miss I making was, rice. But I think that a rice cooker just can do it better than me. I just want to get a rice cooker so I can do the Japanese breakfast where you do rice, a raw egg, miso soup, and some cooked fish. And you just pour, like, the raw egg into oh, the hot I rice. I miso soup so bad right now, actually. Apparently it's really easy to make, too. Maybe we should cover that. It sometime. is, actually. I know Maybe how to that. make we miso soup. we got to do crepes. We but do... you have to get the miso. You also have to do sparkly You have to get cake. the miso, and then I can make miso soup. Okay. We'll make. We'll learn how to make these things. Anyway, sorry. Thank you for listening. Uh, cheers, everybody. And uh, don't be afraid. Yep, be we aware. did that thing at the end where we rambled about nothing. Classic us. Don't be afraid. Be aware. And we'll see you next time. Bye. So sit down, sit down, sit down. In a couple of fights, you were nearly blinded. Yelling at the way it won't do much good. Thanks again to anyone who listened to our podcast. We appreciate your attention. Please reach out to us on our Canadian PirateCast email, Facebook, and Instagram pages. Like, sub, share. You know the drill. We love it when people reach out with comments or feedback. We also have personal social media accounts. If you want another meaningless Facebook friend or a silly Instagram account, follow. Be good to yourself. And take care of each other. Bye. Bye.